right, guys, welcome to the first episode of the Bike Flights and Coffee and Van Chats podcast here at Unbound. We sit down with ex-World Tour rider Alexi Vermeulen, now pro mountain biker, gravel racer, and honestly, just all around good dude. He's just a good dude. And uh, we get to chat with him about his race predictions for tomorrow. We also get to chat with him a little bit about his bike setup. He's got the Canyon Grail. Uh, we get to chat about uh, his nutrition, what he's going to be eating during this ride, and maybe even some tips and tricks that you guys might want to use um, on a gravel ride or an adventure ride here in the future. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and dive into it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Well, I guess this is going to be like one of the first episodes of the Bike Flights Coffee and Van Chats collaboration here at Unbound. And uh, you can probably hear the background noise. You can hear everything that's going on. Uh, but I'm sitting here with Alexi Vermeulen, and he's been on the podcast before. How you doing, man? I'm great. You didn't even butcher the name. Yeah, did I take. do pretty well? You killed I it. I did pretty well. Yeah, so in the past, I've, I've butchered names with Alexi, but it hasn't been Alexi's name, and I, I will never live that down, <laughs> and I will take it to my grave because I don't want Ryan to find out that I, I butchered his name or called him someone different. You remember that? Oh, I remember. And he, if he doesn't listen, he'll never figure it out. It's his own fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I killed it, man, but it, it was pretty bad. But anyways, how are you doing, man? It's, it's super hot here. Yeah, it's. I think it's more humid is the difference from Boulder. Yeah. We've had some heat, but nothing like this. We've had a lot of rain, uh, yeah. at least, but uh, but yeah, this is this is brutal. Um, but anyways, I wanna I wanna chat a little bit about you. I wanna chat a little bit about Unbound and uh, you know why you're here and et cetera. But yeah, let's get to know about you and then how does that how does that take you into bike flights? Like, how did you get connected with bike flights? How do you use bike flights? And then yeah, as a professional athlete. Yes, just start with myself. Yeah, yeah, just start, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I guess for those who don't know me, I quick synopsis. I started on the road, kind of moved to the more fun side of the sport after that and started doing a little bit of mountain biking and gravel, and kind of it's been my life ever since 2018. Um, It's, yeah. Yeah. And uh, find myself at Unbound. Um, I never thought I would be here at all. I don't think. Were Were you that pro roadie, though, that used to make fun of? guys who did gravel like early early on no stage. I was there, a, that was a thing yeah yeah no I was always jealous like okay. I went home and I like I picked up the mountain bike the adventure side of the sport like it's hard for me there's this we're at a very fine line here where 200 miles is not something that I theoretically think you can race for yeah like in my mind you can race for seven hours flat out but nine and a half ten is a little bit unrealistic for sure so it's kind of difficult to, to to figure it out you know um but yeah, for sure, for sure. So, like, how did you get into Unbound? So I think a lot of people just assume that you pros just show up and, like, get invited and, uh, you know, they want you here. How did you get into Unbound? Like, what was your what was your steps to going and getting into Unbound? Yeah, I mean, last year or two years ago, I had an excuse that I had a friend getting married. It's great. It's mm-hmm. perfect. This year, none of my friends get married for me. Um, but yeah, like, I... I think as a professional gravel athlete, I guess that I am, gravel athlete, mountain biker, um, I have a lot of different partners who are here. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's just a big race, and I think it's really cool. You know, I think it's on the, this expo is on the line of sea otter and what Interbike was, and, you know, really is a chance for everyone to be involved. Um, but I, I went through the lottery like everyone else. You know, wow. I signed up and wanted to come, and 
I mean, I don't know if I wanted to come. I was yeah. interested in coming, and I had other other people that were here, and it kind of just step after step. I mean, the reality is this is one of the biggest race gravel races in in the nation, in the world, and um, got to be stupid not to want to be here. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And so, what what's your goal? Like, like let's let's be real here. Obviously, you want to win. Um, but but what's your overall goal with Unbound and 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 what, how do you see how do you see the race going? Because you're doing the 200 miles, correct? Yeah, 200. Um, I yeah, I mean, t- well, like you just said, I mean, I, I'm here to win. I think there's probably 20 of us who can win. Yeah. Um, not not to sound conceited or selfish. For sure. Um, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a good day is is not flatting and eating correctly. You know, yeah. regardless, it, on a simple level, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, if you take it a step further, I think it's you know making it into the right groups, the right splits. Yeah. And not screwing up any feed zones. Yeah. And you take it one step further than that, and then it's like it's making the right moves at the right times. And yeah. In the midst of ten hour race. Yeah. So there's a lot of moves to be made. All right. So besides, besides yourself winning, who do you see? Who do you see winning this bike race, and uh, why? Yeah, I mean, I know you say I, you can see twenty people because I can too, right? And I mean, in the past, there's been like five or six guys, and and maybe that one to two random Kansas guy that nobody knows about, but we'll know about by the end of the race yeah. who could win the race. But I mean, you got guys in the World Tour here now, so what are you thinking? Uh, I've been asked this question twice, and it's it's changed a little each time actually. But my two favorites for the win are. Uh, Lawrence Dam, yeah, former World Tour racer. I yep. think for a couple reasons, I think he's strong enough to win, and he'll, he'll check his ego at the door. For sure, beginning of the day, you know, like the reality is, you cannot race flat out all day. So you have to at some point find time to relax and rest. For sure. Um, secondary pick would be Quinn Simmons. Um, I, th- yeah. I don't think you're going to beat. You're not going to find another. If you're just looking at fitness, you're not going to find anyone who's fitter, in my opinion. Yeah. Wow. So the rest of us are training hard, but there's a different level of world tour fitness. Okay. So in 2019, Colin Strickland wins. He attacks with like 80k to go, I believe. Right? Were you there for that race? Nope. No. Is this at your a first? At a friend's wedding. Oh, you're at a friend's wedding. So this is your first unbound, then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. That's kind of interesting. You. I feel like you came on the hardest year possible, but I feel like it gets harder and harder every year. Yeah. Which I mean, to be honest. A, a stacked field will draw me to a race. Okay. Like I'm, yeah, I, I'm racing road nationals in the middle of June because there's so many great riders there. You're going to road nationals yeah, as well. All right, fun. we're going to get to that yeah, in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, man. There's just so many cool things you're doing. So, so that being said, in, in 2019, Colin Strickland attacks with like 80K to go. Lachlan Morton, uh, Alex Howes, they're chasing for dear life. Um, they can't catch him, yep. and he ends up winning. There's like 20 guys now though that could probably win this race how do you see this race playing out i guess from zero one and let's let's do it in quarter increments so 25 or even 50 mile increments yeah i mean i think i'll just i'll start by not trying to downplay colin's move at all but he, he won the night before doing the right homework yeah and the wind is very different from that year yeah he knew if he made it to the finish he'd have a tailwind Okay. This year we have a tailwind until mile 70, all the way out. We have headwind, headwind crosswind all the way in. Okay. So the chance of a one rider doing it alone is much less, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I think if you are not sitting until that first feed zone, you're burning energy for no reason. Okay. I don't know who's going to take up the pace. Someone will, though. Yeah. And that person, in my mind, or at least I am not strong enough to comprehend 
riding hard all the way. You know, okay. so that first feed zone in, is 70 miles, about two and a half hours with that tailwind. Okay. From there, I mean, I think you got to start watching splits. After that first feed zone, things are going to happen. That first feed's going to be chaotic. Things are going to be crazy. I think you kind of move into like, okay, that first water oasis, that neutral water is at 126. You know, what do I need to be eating, drinking? Any chance that you are like, any any moment that you're like, oh, I'm bored or looking at the at the road, drink, eat, yeah. get it done. Um, you know, and then I think past mile 100, you're in the race zone. At that point, like anything can happen that can go to the finish, like Colin showed. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I just rode the last 80K and it's it's very telling that you can see how people ride fast here. Yeah. If you, if you have the power to get over hills, they propel you forward. Yeah. And so I think it's really, really important to never get behind on, on eating. And if you can do that, then we know there's 20 guys, 10 guys, two guys, you can race really hard for the last 100 miles of the race. How many calories do you think you're going to put in for this 3, race? 3,100. 3,100 calories. That's how much I think I need to take in. That's how much you, yeah, that's how much you think you need to consume. Yeah. 3,100 calories. And I'll how do 2,500 by bottle. Jeez. And do you have a nutrition sponsor? Can yeah. Can we talk about Infinite. that? Infinite. So, okay. So, that, yeah. that's, did they make a custom blend for yeah. you? Yeah. So, I did a custom blend. I kind of upped the sodium, <laughs> lowered the protein. Okay. Um, and kind of went for like kind of something that I think I could sustain. So, it's like 330 calories per bottle. Yeah. Do you feel like, I'm going to ask you a funny yeah. question. Do you feel like we've become like nerdy scientists based on the fact of being privateers and things like that? Because like, I mean, think about you pre-World Tour or like yeah. even yeah. you know what i mean and so like when you were in the world tour the last thing you were probably doing is like hey um in my nutrition mix sir i want lower sodium and uh higher proteins or whatever you know what i mean and so like and like everybody's geeking out on their bikes and so we're going to talk about your gear here in a second yeah. but uh but yeah so like do you feel like it's kind of gotten nerdy like everything matters <laughs> I, I don't know i don't think so to be honest like yeah. yes it's nerdy but in my mind you can't just go into a 200 mile race willy nilly. Like, For sure. At least I can. I'm, like, if if we really are honest about it, I'm scared. For like, sure. I'm scared of 200 miles. Like, yeah. you. I love riding my bike, man. Yeah. I love riding it for long periods of time. 10 hours, 200 miles, like on it, and knowing you have, you have to set a limiter. Yeah. And so that whole thing is like, I think it's different. Like, you can go into a world tour race, but you you are really at the longest stage. At so my longest race to this point was Liege Best Only Age, right? Yeah. And fucking monument, sorry, monument You're classic, right. yeah. like big, you know, and 280K, I think, so like 170-ish miles. Yeah. And you're talking about seven hours. So it's, I really am truthful that I think that is like a limiter. Like, we're not going to ride. It becomes more of a survival endurance race than it is a rip it and grip it situation. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're scientific, but we're forced to be scientific. If this yeah. was a 150-mile race, I think you'd see many more, many more people just being... Okay, I knew what I'm doing. Like, let's go. I just think so many people talk about Unbound as being just, it's a gravel race, you know? Yeah. The, the, the homies are showing up. We're going to go ride, and we're going to go explore, and that's that, right? Yeah. Um, and so the fact that you're putting so much thought into it is, is, is cool to me. So you rode the last 80K today. Tomorrow, it's Friday. We're, we're giving you the day, man. It seems like you've been up, you know, doing crazy stuff all day today um what's your day look like tomorrow like before pre pre 200 miles yeah i know that this is coming out tomorrow and i don't i yeah. doubt your competitors are going to listen oh, to this I but, I but let's I hear your <laughs> but yeah no i mean i like i i will probably become a little bit less friendly tomorrow okay 
feel like I just kind of get inside my head, get inside myself. And I think yeah. for me, I think it's healthy, you know, just, just a little bit more thinking about what's like what you've been training for the last three months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, wake up normal day. Um, I'll probably still do like do a ride with Envy, um, do a couple things, hang out. Cool. Um, but overall, just kind of I'll drive out and see one point on the course that I want to see. Um, and otherwise just, you know, get in two and a half hours, still kind of keep the legs moving, make sure, you know, all the engines going. And from there, go home, rest, you know, do all the things, Normatec, relax, yeah, and yeah. kind of focus on what you got to do tomorrow. I mean, like I said, it, the race is great, but in the end, it's got to come down to like, what are my cheat cards in my head? Feed zone one, neutral, feed zone two, finish. Like, it's, it's pretty simple to get through the race successfully Yeah. and then prepare for the shit to happen. So I think being mentally prepared tomorrow is kind of half of it. All right, we got two more questions. Yeah. Um, the bike. What's your bike setup tomorrow? I want to know tire width. I want to know combos. I know you've already been through several bike checks already, yeah. but yeah, let's. I, it let's is. It, I mean, let's be honest. I kind of make fun of it, but like I said, bike checks are probably the most important thing here. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like everybody, everybody so wants to know the tires. Everybody wants you, to know the wheels. You might get the you might get the scoop here because everything that was videoed today is not what I'm running. Okay. All right. Um, let's hear. No, it. So I'm gonna run. A little more aero wheels, uh, cool. just with with the speeds we're going to be hitting. Heck um, yeah! So I'm going to run 3.4 ARs. All right. Um, I'm going to run a little more protection tires. Okay. So I'm going to run a a uh, Kenda Flint Ridge. Are you going to put Kush cores or anything no. like that in it? Okay. No. Uh, for me, the what is the issue is if you do need to put a tube in, how uh, how yeah, hard yeah. that can be. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, running 40 millimeter tires. Uh, I'll run 27 front, 30 back psi. Um, 5034 front, 1130 back gearing, and um, that's kind of about it. Sweet. And so I see no arrow bars, but I see the classic Canyon double stack bar. What's your What's your opinion on those, man? Are they a pain in the I ass to wrap? Let's be oh, honest. Oh yes. No, okay. no, no. I, th I did that on the Canyon. <laughs> yes. They, the Canyon double bars are. You got to be very. You got to be very efficient at wrapping your bar to get right it done on. in one. Yeah, because I'm looking at it right now. It looks pretty clean. It's uh, um, it's done pretty well. Yeah, that was three hours of my life. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, I think. Yeah, bike is personal preference too, right? Little yeah. Things like I, I have the one of the things people have been interested in. Is I have a little mountain bike display on there. For I the see that. That I like just like seeing what gear I'm in without having look look back. Like okay. Little things, um, but otherwise, I mean, it's just it's gonna come down to like, do you have do you have a flat? When do you have it? How do you handle it? Cool. And then um, w one more, or actually two more questions. Yeah. I know I already said two more questions once, but uh, with your with your seat bag, what are you bringing with you? Um. Yeah, so I'm probably going pretty thin. Yeah. Um, overall, I'll have two tubes. There'll be one in there. Um, I'll have a multi-tool plugs, super glue. Okay. Um, and I'll have some duct tape wrapped somewhere around for emergency situation. Yeah. I'll be able to throw a tube in. Um, yeah, chain link and yeah. chain tool. So just keeping it keeping it pretty simple. So it'll yeah, I mean, for me, light. you're either racing or you're surviving. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm all in. If I was doing 350, I'd be the, probably the overprepared guy. You know, yeah. I... I I want to be that guy, but the reality is right now this, yeah, it, it is a 21 mile an hour average, 20 mile an hour average race, you know? And I think you, weight matters at that point. It's, a, it's almost 12,000 feet of climbing, even if it's small hills. Yeah. And so finally, um, you know, we've, I've been seeing you, I, I know you as an athlete and as, even as a friend, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty cool to kind of see what you're doing in the sport now, but you've brought not only people into the sport, but you've brought your dog. <laughs> into the sport so 
How do you like? Because I've always wanted to be that guy that goes and gets a dog that can bring him and go mountain biking and do cool shit. But I can never. Had, did you just like walk into a shelter and you were like, Willie, <laughs> come? No, I mean I, I got to give my girlfriend all the credit on that one. How did Will, you Willie, prece- Willie precedes me by by a month. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean he just we kind of like showed him the backpack and actually the first time he went out in the backpack he got rained on. We thought he'd hate it. Yeah, um, and he just—I think it's just kind of like dogs putting their head out the window. Like it's the right speed. Yeah, you know, I, I'm very nervous. A lot of the time, I have him on. Like, how do I? Like, I mean, you know, crashes are inevitable. Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. Um, and everyone's like, wear a helmet, wear glasses. But I'm like, dude, if I crash, this poor dog's gonna have it. Dude, if you put—I yeah. thought for a second, I thought you said you were gonna put a helmet and glasses no. on the dog, and I was just like, oh man, like that is <laughs> instant big man tears for sure. Uh, but no, <laughs> I, yeah. So Willie was great. I mean, it's kind of funny that my coach is kind of like, yeah, right. Willie as much as you want now. Like he's probably better than a camelback yeah you know, or than a hydration pack so yeah i don't know he kind of really loved it and he gets super excited if if i have the bike bike out he'll sit by the bike and wait till i get his backpack out and he's pissed if he does i mean he's, i'm lucky he's not here he'd be pissed that he's not on this ride yeah so, so what's the longest ride you've taken willie on five hours five almost hours. 100 miles on a mountain bike do yeah. you have to stop a few times to yeah, like when i fill up a bottle i let him out let him go pee i mean he's so excited the backpack he'll literally wander pee and like sit on the backpack so i make sure he doesn't get left dude that's epic that's it's so cool it's pretty funny like I, I was like how do you even find an animal to do that like i just i just don't get it but uh yeah. anyways we did ask you who you thought the guys were gonna win do you know do you have a opinion on out of the girls who the you know who's gonna win out of the girls um Am I throwing I don't a ch- know. curveball yeah, at no, you? No, it's, it's not a curveball. I think it's it really just a lot more up in the open, I think, to be honest. Like, I agree. No aero bars. There's a little bit more team tactics. Like, some of the girls' teams have, like, six to eight riders. Like, Wait, are you not allowed to run aero bars? No, they just I don't, I don't I, know. They I just don't, don't run them? Who is in, in the women's. Wow. Which is, like, just interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, I don't, yeah, I physically don't know of anybody. Huh. Um, he's a lot of strong, like, I mean, there's a Canadian athlete, Isabel. Um, yeah, who's just kind of like a dark horse, I think. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Uh, I was talking She's to Michael Par- Potter yeah. from Bike Flights about it today. We were like talking about who we thought could win, and I saw her out on the road after we had the conversation, and I was like, she could win. Yeah. She yeah. could definitely win. No, I mean she's. I I just met her this morning, but I've followed a lot of my friends, and I think she's just she's one of those people that. She's a dark horse, man. She can go take Stravas from any. Yeah, I was about could. to say like she takes Stravas from the dudes out yeah. in L.A. Yeah, and I think she just comes from that like school sports background yeah. like college athlete and you know i think she has the tenacity to do it um i think there's lots of interesting people i mean team tactics might really come into play for the women yeah um i think like tipco has i think eight girls out here so uh, i don't know who's all on their team but that that could really come into play andrea dvorak's coming which i think is also another hot yeah uh, she just went for the coca Pelli, so she's done something of this length but yeah, I don't know. It, it's a hard take for anybody. Like, I really think in both of those, there's 10 to 20 people who can win. You'll have half of them that are gone by mile 100 from no fault of their own. Flatting or, yeah, whatever happens. All right, and then last and final question. So I've, you know how I usually ask the question of if you could have a cup of coffee with anybody. Do you remember that question? Yeah, should I answer Ooh. someone different? Well, no, I'm not going to ask that question okay. on this because it's a bike flight specific one. What's the craziest thing you've ever shipped via bike flights? And hopefully this doesn't ruin your sponsorship no. contract. I no, I was, I was going to say the funniest <laughs> thing. I tried to ship a memento of my girlfriend's back, uh, and I got called out on it to her parents. Oh, but no, man. It, it is. Uh, no, most of the things that I that I ship is probably – one of the reasons I love the service is yeah. honestly for a lot of selling. Like everyone uses it for races. Like for sure. Let's be honest. That's pretty – that's an easy sell, right? Yeah. It's stress-free. You get there. Your bike's there. Yeah. No issues. Like 
who who likes traveling with their bike. Yeah, for sure. I wish they were around in Europe when I travel with four bikes at a time. That's no fun. Yeah. Um, but no, like just uh, selling or shipping things to friends, like that's one of the bigger things that I use. Like it's just easy. Yeah. Pick it up from your house and you don't have to worry about it. They, they bug you two days later. You send them the tracking number. You're like, dude, just wait. It's coming. There you, know? you go. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't know if there's anything weird that I've shipped. Probably, uh, yeah, just bike clothing. I had bike clothing. Yeah. I feel like I send a lot of like mementos out to friends and say thank you for things. Like, well, you probably raced for a European team long enough to have some weird old dude hit you up on Instagram for your jersey. I'm for a bottle of wine, right? for yeah. a bottle of champagne all there the time. You, there you go. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I will send you postage. <laughs> I Yeah, I, I will pay for it. Uh, just send me your bibs. And it's yeah. just like, okay, this is weird. Yeah. But uh, anyways, Alexi, thank you so much for jumping on, man. And like I said, I wish you the best of luck tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, Same to you in the 100. Yeah, yeah. And then if I don't see you, um, hopefully it'll be after and you're on the podium or whatever else. But until then, we'll, we'll be see partying out on the street. Yeah, yeah. That's All right. what I heard. Cool. We'll see. Cheers, Aeth.